0: Your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just the trio of feathery brethren weather in any season to see the eagles eating teams like scrammy's topped with cheese it's philadelphia both shield and zach kicking it cooler than three penguins Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on so some. Birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some. Both Sheila and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on. they can feel like bathing suits. What day,
1: you know, what? <laughs> Finish it up.
0: Birds with <laughs>
2: Sometimes you gotta what take a What the
1: hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> this episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at BetMGM.com using the promo code Pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday evening. Long time no see. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Sheil is back with us. Well, we got to start, I think, with Marissa Morris styling and profiling here, <laughs> making Emily's Berman's dreams come true, looking sharp.
3: I had my hair and makeup trial today. I did take it down. This is not how I am wearing it because I didn't want to give it away for all the listeners. I mm. want them to be so excited, you know, to see all the pictures. Because we,
2: the, the three but... of us, I think we can announce, we'll be doing a live pod from the wedding.
3: <laughs> from right? your table. And the actually, rehearsal dinner, yeah. I did. Yeah. Back yeah. to back. I did start making the table arrangements, um, which is very exciting. So um, yeah, it's getting very close um, and I'm very excited. Yeah. I feel are like we there's got to the be a live or... What?
2: Are we with the Stefanskis?
3: <laughs> Not with the Stefanskis. <laughs> Um, they are they are not attending the wedding. Um, what you don't
1: realize, Marissa, is that in the middle of the vows, Bo wants to play a two can you name <laughs> of all the uh XFL teammates that Michael has. So.
3: Well, so Michael, Michael will have a few teammates there that I'm going to put Zach maybe on the spine. Like <laughs> Have them go up to zach and say like what college did i go to this is my, <laughs> oh my name like <laughs> something that. along those lines It's still so, it, no right? working for zach that night yeah. all fun for zach all
1: fun huh? well, yeah. that, well, what you don't realize is naming the college of a player is actually
2: fun for me
1: yeah, not so I much for emily fun. but for me it's, fun. <laughs> it's fun.
2: all right well yeah. we do uh we've got a lot to get to uh some Shiel's news back. in eagles world but uh, i mean yeah the big the big guy's back shield how you feeling how you living I'm off the, uh,
4: yeah, I, I was looking at the date and I was like, well, Marissa's got like a month left here. It it really snuck up on us after the season. I'm good. I'm off the uh, reserve COVID-19 list. Ah. Uh, I know you went with the, what did you say, Shields not feeling well? A
2: little vague. I you know,
4: yeah, I mean, I didn't uh, get the uh, go-ahead
2: from you to say yes or no. Well, I, so mean, I you like you do
4: have my number. You know, you could have said. Hey, well, you yeah, were, but it didn't was it was occur confusion. to me until like we did, were I, live. So I I'm didn't know I was very... supposed to be proactive. Hey, tell everybody I have I have COVID, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm doing fine. I'm on the uh, I'm on the mend here. There's still a little bit of a pesky cough. So Marissa was telling me just mute unmute when I need to. I did take some Tussin. I did some nasal crumb, and we got a little a tea with some lemon and honey here. So if this doesn't work and if I'm still coughing during this, well, you know, screw you. There's nothing I could really uh, do about that. So uh, I have some takes written down. I'm just going to take control of the episode because, I mean, I listened to the two episodes. I took some notes. I watched the All-22 when I was on the COVID Reserve 19 list. COVID-19 Reserve list. Uh, I I watched the All-22. I had some other takes as I'm watching all these playoff games. And so uh, I thought to get organized before uh, before we started today. I just wrote down ten topics, and what we're gonna do for this episode? We're just, ten quack know, commandments. <laughs> no, how about that, Zach? I say uh, we have our group text. I say all right. I'm gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. You now I've got these ten topics. I'll bounce them off you. Zach says great. Bo says yeah. I just I'm, I also want to squeeze in like a two can you after the break? <laughs> a very quick one. Zach, I was very proud of you. Neither of us responded to his text, uh, so uh, I was getting the kids dinner at that point. It's very yeah. easy. I'm see, I've seen your growth. We'll get to that probably in one of these uh, one of these topics here. So that's what we'll do. You guys can just uh, rotate, pick a number, any number. Some of these are silly. They'll take thirty seconds. We'll move on to the next one. There are a couple on here that really could be, you know, thirty minute segments, in my opinion. And I really want to get your uh, opinion on. So. I guess we should just – I don't know. Is there anything else to get to? We don't need a stone
2: cold is there newsman any, is today, is there, do we? Yeah, I mean, is there any news news? I mean, Gannon is still uh, making the rounds. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, oh, no. hey,
4: hey. We'll well, all no, those know. big topics we'll okay, be getting okay. to. I'm just saying
2: if there no, is no, anything, news, there's no news. Yeah.
1: A great weekend of football. That was – thats it was uh, an appreciation was. Of football and – uh, yeah, so I'm, we'll I imagine to that's some gonna of be that. One of the topics There'll as well. be
4: plenty of opportunities. Yes, okay. You can talk about anything you want to uh, during these ten. All right, who's going to start it off?
2: Jack, you go first.
4: Oh, wow! So, Joan Rose, number five.
2: Number five. Now, hold on before <laughs> before we get to this. Are we? These are
4: actually numbered
2: on my thing. So this is funny. Zach, is did it I'm occur talking. to you? Were you worried that saying your favorite number might come back to haunt you in some way in the future? Um,
1: no, if you ask me for like uh five digits or something, okay. I, w- okay. I would imagine you're trying to get my ATM code, but uh, but um, Aren't those four no. digits, yeah, those
2: um, are
4: four digits. ATM code, you've been
2: you've been punching in an extra fifth digit all this time. <laughs> Mine's five. I mean, <laughs>
1: is it really? really? I thought those universally,
2: is it not? univers? I thought
1: so. Too. I thought it was universally four, right. but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, my. ATM's five.
2: My Zach, Zach gets my my He pays extra for the <laughs> no,
1: My cell phone's four. And actually, up. my cell phone's five as well.
2: Yeah. Your cell phone's five. I thought I've seen them I'm go four. four or six. Yeah, I'm a six. I'm four. Do you have an iPhone? the hell's yeah, my, going my, my, on here? My
1: cell phone's five. What is going five. on?
3: <laughs> we got a comment in the chat that it's the five digits for high rollers. <laughs>
1: Maybe this this has already deviated beyond what I once once five, your bank account gets phone, to a certain too? uh
4: <laughs> uh question from uh fresh prince in the chat about the guy over my shoulder this oh, yes, was sometimes. this was this was the painting by my sister in high school hey, amazing painting right yeah, looks real crazy. lifelike you feel like my guy is right over my shoulder and so uh rather than have that sit in uh, my in the closet at my parents house i said let's let's uh show that bad boy some love so i like that that replaces Sean all right D. number D. five Five, Bo. You're not going to like this. I did not, you know, set it up like this. Topic five is why is Bo such a liar? <laughs> <laughs> and this, of course, goes back. I mean, I, I wanted to ease into that one, but you know, I have to go with what the numbers are. Uh, Zach, you did a great job calling Bo out there. Was that the post game pod or was that the other pod? Post game pod. Post game pod. You know, Bo just this is twice now. I feel like in the last three weeks where Bo just remembers something uh, totally differently than was actual reality. What's going on, Bo? Do we need to have you uh, – is there some sort of mental block going on? Now, I've noticed that when yeah. you, when you yeah. deliver these bold face lies, there are always bold face lies that make you look good. Like you haven't had one that said, uh, you know, I don't know, you pick whatever you want, where you misremembered something that wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Uh, What's happening here? I mean, Zach, I don't know if he was, uh, how he was so ready for that. Well, I think this is the list and
1: everything.
2: I think, I think part of this is like human condition. You remember, you, you, you you remember things rosier than they probably were. Uh, It's like the opposite of every
1: coach. Every coach, like, can they tell you the details of every loss they ever had? Can't remember the wins at all.
2: Yeah. But what about you? The whole ethos of the show is we're not supposed to be called on these. Past Come on,
4: things. you know that that is uh, said in jest. I own up to all the things okay. that I got wrong and well, what I got I, right. I am glad is you there brought up. Is something we can do to help you?
2: I am glad you brought up uh, these revisionist wide receiver takes because the one thing we do need to talk about. I mean, find me one person in the entire world who was higher in the pre-draft process on Gabriel Davis than your man Bo Wolf. That's true. I give Bo credit for that one. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's. Yeah. True. I mean, see, now we don't know.
4: I mean, that could be a complete lie. No, that no, no, no if... that was he was.
1: Yeah, I actually true. texted him the other night. So
2: yeah. uh,
4: so he flips yeah. it to one that uh, that okay. is true. I guess we just have to move on, Zach. I don't know. I guess it'll just be our job. It'll be the listener's job to uh, call Bo out when he just comes on and says something that's completely inaccurate. I would like to say that I, that I start calling him Bo judge. If we start calling him Bo Trump, if like those little needles mm. might get him a little bit, I know he doesn't like those, but we'll
2: see. I would, I would like to say that I'll uh, make a better effort moving forward, but I, I mean, it's not a conscious thing. It's okay. I can't, I can't, uh, I don't know how to fix it. All right. I'm an old man. All right
4: super by the way i mean so you guys are railing off swooper no one's even checked to see what's true yeah, i think i won i don't know if this happened i don't know if this happened
2: then uh checked it to make sure because because <laughs> it, it took the uh the, the running game was so bad that it took until late in the second half for the eagles to get that second two, o- two offensive linemen pulling but i did pull out the victory in that game zach is the zach won the victor season. for the year okay all
4: right next number I didn't mean to hit you with that off the bat. I mean, you it's haven't okay. seen me in a while. It, fe- it feels kind of mean spirited. I guess I could have lied. You know, I could have no, lied. And said it was no, a no, different no, number, no. but I, I got to go by the number. It was okay. some spice. That's the tone ahead.
2: for the episode. Okay, uh, I'll go. I'll go uh, number seven. Lucky number seven.
4: Okay. Yeah, I don't know if my ordering here was really the, you know, I don't know if they, I really thought this out, but uh, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, I don't know if he's ZB's boy. I mean, everybody likes him, but ZB has really liked him. But D'Amico Ryan's, and this will be in in sort of comparison to some of the other uh, topics on here, but uh, I thought you guys, I, I text you, I texted you and said, great Jonathan Gannon discussion, right? Yeah. So I do compliment as well, you know, so the listeners uh, listeners no, I thought you guys did a great job with the, with the Jonathan Gannon discussion. We'll get to more about that, but uh, I'm watching this D'Amico Ryan's defense and it's just beautiful. I mean, what he's done this year, first year defensive coordinator, fifth-ranked defense in the NFL DVOA. And there's this idea that that 49ers defense is, like, loaded with talent. It is not loaded with talent. They have three great players. They have Joey Bosa, Fred Warner, and Eric Armstead's probably a little uh, little level down uh, from those two. They have among the worst cornerback situations in the entire NFL. I mean, they've been cycling guys in, in and out. They have a defense where they can't play man coverage. I mean, if you look at their numbers when they play man coverage, they're literally 31st in the NFL, yet they still found a way to scheme it up. I mean, they're, they're pattern matching on their zone coverages. They're not just dropping to a spot, covering grass, which I've been yelling about all year, to produce this defense. They go on the road two rounds in a row, Cowboys, Packers. They deliver great efforts. And uh, I thought you nailed it, Bo, with the comparison to um, Jonathan Gannon. But I I feel like D'Amico Ryans, I mean, if I were like an owner right now, how is he not among your top two or three candidates? Again, it's a very hard process. We don't know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. But there are a lot of like appealing things, I feel like, about D'Amico Ryans. All pro as a player, widely respected, as, as we've talked about, loved by every coach he's ever had. Uh, you know, they hand the keys to the defense to him there in San Francisco. Extremely he does handsome, more with less, extremely handsome, uh, great smile.
1: You know, they, I feel like there's a lot to like about it, D'Amico. Well, Ryan. so I understand you guys say sentimentality shouldn't get involved in these coaching searches, right? But if you're if you're the Houston Texans, for instance, right? right? Like here's a guy well, if you're Demico Ryan, so why would you go there? But but go ahead. <laughs> but here's yeah. a guy who was who is one of the, the great players. It's not a long franchise. I understand that. But one of the great players in franchise history, from what I understand, he's he's like beloved in Houston, right? Um, and not to and not to take anything away from Josh McCown, but brings, you know, the the playing qualities that Josh McCown brings, plus the coaching qualities, right? The the fact that he's he's been a coach here, um, that he's he's been in different systems. Um and uh I I I would now, I'm I'm guilty of doing what a lot of these GMs and owners are do, are doing right now in that um essentially favoring someone that I know, right? Uh but based on my exposure to him in the f- 3 years that I covered him, yeah, and uh and seeing his growth since then and talking to people who've played with him, uh he'd be someone who I I'd be extraordinarily interested in if I was Hiring. And I said that last year, I I said, the Eagles should have called him last year.
2: And to the point of, you know, the, the, the Gannon comparison, and I'm sure that that is on your list, so I won't go too heavy into him, but like the part of the complaint about, about Gannon's juice as a candidate is like, we, we complain about the process that these teams go by for hiring, right? Like it's this, it seems like the same thing every year. So there should be deviations from the standard hiring process however like it's clear that a guy like Gannon is sort of skipping the line of what the process is he's a first year defensive coordinator who has never coordinated before and so is D'Amico Ryans and that one guy is getting uh like more juice when Gannon when 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 D'Amico is as you said leading like a number five overall defense a team that is now in the NFC championship game like what what has Jonathan Gannon done uh to be able to to jump that line it's hard to it's hard to understand without it just being like he he has made some good connections and there's some juice about him and people think he's like the next brandon staley because i i'm i'm working on this list of the all the head coach hires for, since 2000 and like the the list of uh guys who are first year defensive coordinators who've got a job is very small it's like 150 guys just under and i haven't finished going through all of them just yet i didn't i didn't squeeze it in before the pod but it's like Staley, Del Rio, Eric Mangini, and and maybe one other person, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin, there you go.
1: Yeah, and that's uh if if you want to know why Gannon's a popular candidate, it it, it doesn't have to do with his defensive scheme. And I I don't want to jump save that. In line save, to say, save this. Oh, one. Oh, save okay. This one. Yeah, because I think we'll I, I should think we just should we just mold
2: natural. these together since it's all part... right. You want to get to the
4: yeah? That's a good idea. This is a natural. Yeah. Lead in. So, Zach, we will give you number, let's see. All right. Topic number two. Is Jonathan Gannon the greatest man the world has ever seen?
1: <laughs> I, mean, I, mean. I mean,
4: I'm mean, i hearing about these relationships. And I mean, I, Zach, we had a bit, I think it was, it was pre your uh, joining Birds with Friends about how the, you know, uh, g- good player, but an even better guy great coach, but an even better guy. I think jo- what I hear about Jonathan Gannon is he might be like, eh, coach okay, but an even better guy. I mean, what is it that, uh, you know, is it like, you know, Mahatma, MLK, Jonathan Gannon? I mean, what is the, what is the, pet? what is <laughs> yeah. he, what is this hold he has over? And I'm not, and I'm not even like, well, I am, make, I am, I'm making fun of it, but I have actually heard the same things. I mean, people seem to genuinely yeah. like, Jonathan Gannon and think he's an authentic person and somebody they enjoy being around. I know you you have written about it. This mm-hmm. has taken a hold like nothing I have ever seen
1: before. Yeah, so I mean, look, I I've written a lot of these types of stories in over the past decade where you talk to people uh, in who who grew up with somebody and every you know I, I spoke to multiple people who who said like. From the time this guy was young, from the time he was in grade school, just a natural leader, you know, the kind of guy who was always the leader um, on every team he was on in every group he was in. And I think that people who have worked with him in the past, whether it was in Minnesota, whether it was in Indianapolis, whether it was in Tennessee, um, see those leadership attributes. And that might not be reflected in like the scheme you play on third and eight, but it it's reflected in the way you are in front of, in front of the room or, um, or with, you know, the relationships that, that you build. And, uh, uh, you know, he was like in, in my, I, I spent a lot of time talking to him about, not about like football, but about leadership and about, um, the development of his personality and and what's important to him. And the one thing he, he wasn't coy about or he wasn't shy about was like how much he thinks about leadership and organizational dynamics and, um, the, 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 uh, the way to build relationships and mold relationships. And so that I imagine is, is why, these interviews it's it's not like ra- it's it's not random people who have who who are looking at a list and saying let's talk to Jonathan Gannon it's all people who have crossed paths with him before and probably saw this guy as a as a future head coach um so i, I i'm not like defending the defense i'm not saying he's he's going to be a, a really good head coach what i'm saying is that the reason why why he's having these interviews is because of the leadership ability, because of the personality, and, uh, and you know, we'll see if he gets one. But from the time he was hired, everyone who, uh, you know, I had people reaching out to me saying, like, this guy's going to be a head coach one day. Um, so this is not something that's materialized out of thin air.
2: Well, and I do think that if the Texans hire him, that is, like, Disqualifying for him because if that group of people thinks that he's the best choice, that's that is a bad thing for him. Um, I mean, listen, like players who we've talked to uh all seem to love him. Uh like people that I talk to seem to love him, and like people who I think are very smart about football think that he is extremely smart about football, uh, and a, a great presence in the room. I I, I have every expectation that he can be a better head coach or would be a better head coach than he uh, was performance wise as, as a defensive coordinator this year. But like the, the, the biases at play here where like I talk to Jonathan Gannon and I find myself thinking this guy is, is really sharp. Like I'm a little bit um, like taken by him. I like these biases are not the buy bi- are, are, are not going to lead to the best outcome necessarily. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a doofy white guy, just like a, like a bunch of these owners are. Um, And that's not necessarily what, what, (laughs) what, what is the best uh, thing for this process? And like, it's, it's, it's just impossible to say that on merit he has earned, he has earned a job, right? Like maybe that's not, maybe that's not how the job should be decided or allocated, but based on his track record, like he he should not be the next man up, and and the reason that he is is because he has a lot of the the privilege at play here.
4: Well, for a quick I know that's right note, uh, Abbott Elementary last episode, they're saying I know that's I know that's right with the woman has an Eagles flag really in the background. So I listen, I think something's happening. I've had other people in sort of the entertainment industry reaching out saying we might be able to get some birds with friends plugs i didn't really i mean we re- our audience uh very very impressive audience a lot of uh, accomplished people in a lot of different fields so i think we still have opportunities to get some birds with friends whether it's gear a shout out something some type of mention in uh some of these I shows mean, if, we
2: could get, if we could get the pyramid scheme shirt on a show and now we're now we're really cooking with gas So one other
4: thing with that one doesn't have like big birds with friends branding (laughs) necessarily, but, uh, but
1: well
2: you know, you know how how I like it only three people to get the reference.
4: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, with Gannon, I think, all right. So a few things here. One is I think, uh, we under rate how much NFL owners want to coach. They they're comfortable having lunch with lunch with a drink with maybe, maybe go play some golf with, you know when they go out on the field somebody who's uh, coming over talking to them saying hello and so i think uh, you know maybe that's part of it with again i think another aspect of it is don't overrate these these nfl owners doing you know, having these long thought out processes. I think sure. one guy, I think one team shows interest in a guy and a couple media types say, oh, you know, this guy's really smart. And then the other team says, well, if they're looking at him, why aren't we looking at him? Well, maybe we should look at him. Hey, do we have anyone in the building who knows him? Hey, yeah, this guy worked with him for a year and said, he's a nice guy. Okay, call him in. Then all of a sudden, everyone's chasing this guy. And what's the reason everybody is chasing these, this guy? There's really no uh, reason for it. And so I think that happens a lot and is really annoying to me as well. And then I just, you're right that the job of the defensive coordinator is different than the job of the head coach. Uh, I don't think I've, I i hid my feelings about this defense at any moment during the year. And to me, uh, I've been critical about Howie Roseman for a lot of things. If I were Howie Roseman, I'd be going, you underperformed the talent I gave you on this defense. This was not the 25th most talented defense in the NFL. This wasn't the third, this shouldn't have been the third worst defense since 1983 in franchise history, according to DVOA. And like just some, I mean, just looking this gets into the film a little bit, but I had it in this section of my notes. I mean, look at that bucks game. I mean, they were unprepared for the bucks to go tempo, no huddle early in that game. They're not getting lined up there properly. They blitz only 11% of the time. You know what the, what happened last week? And granted, the Rams are much more talented than the Eagles. They were throwing everything at Brady. His numbers against the Blitz were terrible last week. Uh, you know, the Bucs schemed up Mike Evans against Devontae Maddox a couple times, against Rodney McLeod. I mean, Brady was laughing at the attempts at pre-snap disguise. And as we discussed before that game, this was not a juggernaut Bucks team. I and mean, we just saw what happened to them last week. And so I'll be looking at all of that stuff going... What you know? Are are we sure about this? Like he's there's no evidence that he's giving you an edge defensively. So yes, he better be a great CEO type uh,
1: head coach here. And so, uh, what's the number one rule on your list for NFL owners? Leadership, on, like, exactly.
4: He's coached he and, he and he's coached position groups every year
1: except for one, and the one time he coached just half the team on defense, the defense stunk.
3: Mike I mean, Tomlin. So like I'm all- look.
1: I'm not. I'm I'm just saying Mike Tomlin had one year as defensive coordinator, like Blake, like Bo pointed out yeah. and, and coach position groups. But the reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers wanted to interview him when Ken Wisenhunt and Russ Grimm had far better resumes um, was because the word on Tomlin was, this is somewhat, this is a leader. This is someone who, who has the attributes that, that will make a successful head coach. And he's never had a losing season. Now, I am not comparing Jonathan Gannon to Mike Tomlin. What I am saying is that the attributes that is getting Jonathan Gannon in those job interviews, it's not the defense that he plays against Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's the leadership qualities that you said is the first thing owners should focus on. That's Maybe. all I'm saying. Maybe it's just. Yeah. I mean, it could also one other thing that that I think is is very underrated. That comes up in these conversations that I've had about Gannon is don't underrate the, the, and it was a very brief period of time. So perhaps it's being overrated the time he spent as a scout, um, because that allows him to, uh, to understand the front office dynamics and the, the, uh, you know, what goes into building a roster. Guess Man. where?
2: Guess where the the Mike Tomlin one year coached Vikings defense finished in DBOA? Uh, I I know they were like eighth in total defense.
1: What were they in DBOA? I, I don't know. Fourth, fourth. And, okay. they,
4: and and Mike Tomlin coached on those those staffs, right?
2: He did. Well, oh, I yes, mean, yes. but just just for yes, the apples to apples, yes, they were a top five defense. Yeah, they so went that, from seventeen to the the fourth. Case well for going to
4: get Miko Ryan's.
2: I agree. Right. I I'm not saying, I totally agree I'm with not you. saying I'm hire saying.
1: Jonathan Gannon. I, I'm explaining to you. You're saying I mean, that might be VDW. what the owners this talk themselves into. into.
2: Yeah. I think they see that we. Hey, you know, I actually this, do this, think. This I think this, your, I think Zach's point about the scouting background is like a thing that that is going to sell really well in the room. I think that is like a thing.
4: Well, that's because the teams are stupid. I mean, yeah. you know, why would they care? What did he do? One year as a scout, and now three the, years, I believe three years. years as a scout. Yeah. And now yeah. he knows the ins and outs of, so what is that going to get? I mean, if I'm a well, GM, I want to dug I want to Doug, Doug P don't worry about it. You don't need to know how this works. Go, you want to go? You want to golf? Yeah, it's April. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. We'll we'll tell you who we got. You come back and when OTA start, um, you can go ahead and coach them. I mean, I think that's how GMs think, in my opinion. I, I don't I don't know many that would be like, Oh, great, this coach is gonna come in and think he knows how my job works right. and it's gonna give give me uh input. I think they I, I think there's an appeal about the uh shiny new whiz kid type coach, and certainly the white. You know the next Brandon Staley or the defensive Sean McVay or man, right? and and that is just what happens. They have an interview with him, they feel good about it. He seems like a good guy. Hey, other team. I mean, I remember we even talked about this uh, when Nick Sirianni was hired, and wasn't like Jeffrey Lurie was like really excited that like Sirianni could get us Jonathan Gannon. Yes, because yes. he had heard that, right. that Jonathan Gannon. Was, yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Is my,
2: think it how is. Stupid it's like,
4: that is now it a year is. later. It you know? is, it's like it's it, it is, it's like it's
2: like a shiny thing to show to yeah. your owner friends. Like, Ooh. look what he's
4: I like got, he's like Josh McDaniels came in and said he was gonna get Jonathan Gannon. We kind of want to. Sirianni says he can actually land Jonathan Ginn. Have you yeah. ever met Jonathan? Gannon? No, but uh, McDaniels wanted him. This other coach we interviewed wanted him. Let's go ahead and uh, you know, that that's a feather in Sirianni's cap. I mean, yeah, it's so, so
1: stupid. I, I, I heard that uh, Brandon Staley, Arthur Smith. And Josh McDaniels all like had um you know Gannon Everybody as a, as the guy they were interested.
4: Yeah, so <laughs> there, there couldn't possibly be another defensive coordinator <laughs> candidate. I feel bad because I don't. It doesn't sound like he's a phony or like a, an ill-willed person. Yeah. So I'm really not trying to crush him. But it's
2: just it's the process. Uh, You're crushing the so, teams. It, so, yes. I'm just so trying to explain.
1: And, and look, I'm just trying to explain why and that's how they sell he's it. these of these, these, these yeah. interviews, right? And yeah. so. Um, Like I, 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 don't, and and there's a reason, by the way, why he's not being interviewed by these teams who don't know him, right? These interviews are it's purely <laughs> it's purely relations. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean it's a thin resume. I don't, right? I
2: don't know if that's exactly accurate. Right? I believe, like the the does every three team have a
1: connection. The with three him? teams it's, that 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 interview does him, they they all have a connection to him.
2: What's the Houston okay. connection? Nick Casario and and John, John Carroll. Well, well, they, they grew up, but there must be some, I mean, there must be some tangential connections to the other places, the other openings, right? But
1: like the people, the people running the search in Miami and the giants and, uh, you know, the Raiders, like they, they don't have the same background with, with Gannon. Whereas George Payton worked with him. He was in the building in Minnesota, the ownership staff, uh, or the ownership knows him there, and uh, and then in in Houston, um, he apparently ran the same circles as as Nick Casario. And and I, I will say Josh McDaniels, like the I, mean, the I I believe the the way he ended up in Indianapolis was McDaniels hired him, right? And then McDaniels take that job. And then he stayed, yes, it, exactly. So yeah. um, so there's there's background with those you know with the McDaniels tree, if you will.
4: All right, let's take a we, we gotta take a break, right?
2: Uh, yes, here's one of
4: the bigger ones. So that's good.
2: Okay. Here's my, uh, here's my two can you to tease you. Okay. Uh, you can think about it over the break. It's very, it's, it's not that bad. It's a light not be doing that. It's a light little thing. I was, I was looking at the list of uh, pro bowlers. Uh, you know, Fletcher Cox's streak of pro bowls was snapped. There are five players in the entire NFL who have been named to five, who the last five pro bowls, uh, not including injury replacements. Like they were initial Uh, initially on think if you can uh, two can you name the five players who have gone to five straight as we go to break
0: looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right
2: All right, back on Birds with Friends. Zach, have you given this some thought? You want to see if you can go five for five here? Am I doing with or am I? Uh, it depends. Is, is Sheil interested or not?
4: I, I'm interested. You got 60 seconds. I'll go first. Aaron Donald.
2: Correct. Travis Kelsey. Correct.
1: Jalen Ramsey?
2: Correct. Oh. Devontae Adams. Incorrect. We'll just go to the 60 seconds, see if you can hit it. Two left. Uh, uh, Tom Brady? Incorrect. Tyreek Hill? Incorrect.
4: Trent, no, not Trent Williams. Trent Cole, incorrect. Miles Garrett hasn't been in the league for five years, has he?
1: Or has he? No. No.
2: There's one that you will kick yourself for not getting, Shield.
1: Andrew Whitworth?
2: No. Bobby Wagner? Correct. The other one, surprisingly... This is what's the biggest surprise to me. Wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins. No. Keenan Allen. Yes. Really? So there you go. Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey.
4: Okay. All right. I've got who's some up? more
2: football stuff for you later on. Don't worry about it.
4: Okay. I'll be signing off for that. <laughs> All right. Who's up? I forget. Uh, we've, only done, we've only done three of these. We got to get moving. Give me number four. Number four. Okay, now we're getting into some meaty ones here. Uh, all right, well, let's. I, I want to throw this as a question to you guys. As you were watching football games this weekend, did you have any sort of Eagles-related thought that you know just boom pop? I know ZB. I know you probably keep a little notepad. It's going to lead to a little story idea for you know this mm-hmm. slow week in February when our editor's asking, "What do we got coming?" And I'm going to have this. out. Oh, I remember this. So, do you remember? Did, did anything kind of come to mind? And uh, you know, we can go in a couple different directions if you
1: don't say the exact thing
2: I had. Also, can you can can you confirm the notepad? Uh,
1: I had my laptop in front of me, okay. So I, I was keeping notes on stuff, but I, I I wasn't jotting down in the old fashioned way. Look, I uh, I understand. I, I I sound like when Howie came back from his sabbatical, being like, uh, you know, the key is to have a quarterback, but. When you watch that that in particular the game on Sunday night, Mm. it's hard not to have the takeaway. You need one of these guys, right? Like, and and not I I understand it's really hard to get these guys, but if you don't have one, you gotta keep looking for one, right? And so it 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 fortified my opinion that if they can trade for someone like Russell Wilson this offseason you need to do it. Or if there's someone in the draft that you have strong conviction about, you need to take him. But the question that you, that you need to ask is, can Jalen Hurts win one of those games? And I, I, I understand Aaron Rodgers lost the game when the other team didn't score an offensive touchdown. I think that's more the exception than the rule. I, I think you're going to need to have a quarterback who can win one of those games like Sunday. And there aren't that many in the world. And you you need to do your your darndest to find one.
2: I thought I thought Handsome Rich put it very well on Twitter that uh, you know he he enjoyed this eagle season and yet he watched he watched that game on Sunday and it's it's a totally different sport and it is um, and like it, it's not uh, I I sort of agree with Zach it's it's not like we haven't been saying all along that the most important thing is to find a quarterback and to get a quarterback and you may not have better options but it does it does sort of hammer that home. And I think I I sort of came to a similar thought that uh like you know not that we have said that they do but you don't owe anything to Jalen Hurts um you know like he might still be the best option moving forward but the job is to find the guy and I actually think it it's more to me uh intriguing from the draft angle than from the Russell Wilson angle like I think you got You got to really do your homework on these guys because you've got ammo to move up to the, you know, call it the late top 10 where both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were picked guys who were not consensus. Number ones. Like, do you think that, that Matt Coral can corral corral? Corral. Do you think that he can be that guy? You do the work. He
4: can't be that
2: guy. Do you think that Kenny Pickett can be the guy? I don't know, but like you, you got to do the work. And if you, if you fall for those guys, you got to pull the trigger if you think they have a chance of having that upside, because it is, it's the whole, it's the whole freaking thing.
4: All right. Good job. You guys nailed exactly. You know, I wasn't sure if that was going to work out or not, but, uh, that was absolutely hammered home. I don't think that was just hammered home. Like you said, Zach, this isn't some type of new, uh, you know, <laughs> right. thing. Like, but I, I would imagine well, these that quarterbacks there are, are pretty important people inside the Eagles building. I would imagine that there are people inside of a lot of NFL buildings watching those games going like, we kind of like our guy, but like, look at this. like, I mean, it really is. I think right now in the NFL, it is easier than maybe ever before to find a competent quarterback somebody you can win nine, 10 games with, Mm -hmm. you can make the playoffs. They're not going to kill you. I mean, I feel like when we were growing up, it felt like a quarter uh, of the league had just terrible, like you got no chance with this guy. And I don't think that exists anymore. So I think finding that competency is easier than ever and probably matters less than ever before, because unless you have Mahomes, I mean, look at these guys now, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. I'm putting Joe Burrow in
1: like, there. I don't know. Abs- I'd put him over Justin Herbert there. Absolutely.
4: Mm, but interesting. It's, you know, it's not two guys. I mean, it might be. And even guys who you might not like. Let, let's say you're not sold on a Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. You absolutely can see the upside where you yes. can say, well, I mean, Lamar won an MVP, but Kyler Murray, yes. you can say, come on. It's, it's not Kyler Murray It's not the reason why we're struggling right now. Look at the upside. So it's all about upside to me at quarterback right now. And so you're talking about maybe a quarter of the league has a player with that type of talent. Even the biggest Jalen hurts fan in your wildest dreams. Can you envision a scenario where he can reach that level? I don't, I don't Maybe you would say there's a well, 1% chance. I mean, he can reach
2: Jimmy G's level, right?
4: Well, so that's the other thing. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you have to either have the qu- elite quarterback or the, play caller who's going to be able to schemer who's going to be able to scheme everything up and make it look good with lesser talent and i mean we can make fun of uh pretty boy mcveigh as uh bo likes to call him but they have done i mean they got to a super bowl with jared Goff. like that isn't that is a pretty significant accomplishment uh kyle shanahan is one Aaron win Thomas, away
2: but yeah yeah i mean from,
4: yeah, but their offense was good. Then. I mean, yeah, they had yeah, what, no, like a top no, five no. offense that year. Uh, the 49ers now have what, the sixth ranked defense, the offense with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so that's one way to do it. I don't think that's like the most sustainable way to do it because look at both those guys tried to find a better exactly. quarterback exactly. so that they could do it for longer yeah. and it wouldn't uh, be so hard. And when you get both of those, like a Kansas City Chiefs situation, Play caller, quarterback. I mean, you're just living in the you're living in the the championship game year after year after year for sustained success. So if you're the Eagles right now, you're saying, well, how are we going to get to that level? Is Nick Sirianni a special enough schemer and play caller where we can get by with maybe a, the twelfth best quarterback or the eighth best quarterback in the NFL, and we can still compete every year? Is there an, and if not, then how are we going to get? uh one of those guys because like even in the draft i mean it's not again it doesn't have to be the safest pick you kind of need to swing for the upside because the the upside you get when you hit one of those is going to be so much greater than anything else so i i think that was pretty You know, we've been, I think, pretty complimentary of Jalen Hurts throughout the season, and it's not like a Jalen Hurts problem because I do think in Philadelphia the big thing, like the the athletes who get the most heat are the ones who don't live up to their potential, and that's not Jalen Hurts. It's just that the potential – very well was, might not be in the class of those other guys. And I don't like to put a ceiling on anybody. I wouldn't want someone telling me, uh, eh, Sheila, your ceiling is slow. You know, you can do whatever you want, but you're not going to be, uh, as good as, uh, I don't know who you can name, whichever, uh, reporter you, you want to, but, uh, so I don't, It kind of feels icky saying that about Jalen hurts, but I do think internally, if you're talking about it, uh, that's how you kind of have to talk about quarterback. Handsome the Eagles. Handsome. One
1: yeah, of these it, days, it was a it- great tweet by him. In a February podcast, we're gonna have to have an in-depth Russell Wilson discussion because I, I feel like Bo and I are not on the same page about Russell Wilson and Sheil is I'm on is, the fence kind the of one who I, I want to dig a little deeper. deeper on the it. Best. Yeah. yeah. Um but to me, he's he, like he's he's one of those guys. And uh I think the past decade has shown that. And I think he's he changes a franchise, but that's not a conversation we need to have today.
4: Okay. We'll we'll put put that down for a February show. And and just I to your that's point, I think it's going to heat up pretty quickly probably I one think, way or the other.
2: I think Jalen Hurts is like deserving of being a starting quarterback next year. I think he has proven that Absolutely. like somewhere. He's he's I think he can be a top you know bottom of the top 15 quarterback next year. I think that's I think that's plausible, but um I think you're right. Like the the Eagles have to be always keeping their, uh, you know, keeping their focus on, on finding that guy.
3: And that's why, and that's
2: why I like, you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the discussion, but the Deshaun Watson thing still looms. All right. Well, we'll we'll be able
4: to follow up on this a little bit in another point. All right. What's next?
2: Did you, do you have more stuff from the weekend of games?
4: Uh, I do. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I think one. Well, it's not necessarily from the weekend of games. Go ahead. You got something else?
2: No, we just want to, I mean, you're, you're Mr. Senor National. I wanted to know, like, you know, your context for how much you enjoyed these games.
4: Uh, they were amazing. I mean, especially the last one. I, I It goes back to Zach's, the point Zach had made when he was talking about Tom Brady, uh, which I think you kind of agreed with after you needled him. But I I totally agreed with that. At some point, you're just, you want to see greatness. And like... For, for two of guys that are that talented to just be exchanging haymakers Ugh. back and forth and back and forth. I mean, that is like the most fun uh, experience you can have as an observer of a football game, in my opinion. So it was great. And all the games were uh, entertaining. You know, that, that one was certainly another level from everything else, but yeah, they all that came down to the wire
2: and were fun. Yeah.
1: All right. Okay. What number? I
2: believe it's Zach's turn to pick a number. Uh, three.
1: Alan Iverson. What did we already go? Three no we got three three is a big one
4: excuse me three is one i feel like we really could be doing a uh entire podcast on and uh, knowing Mm. how we go you know that maybe this will take uh an hour marissa looks uh, terrified at that uh proposition there but
2: you have to reapply the makeup (laughs) let
4: me uh
3: (laughs) i'm ready to take it off
2: (laughs) (laughs) let me ask you
4: this question if if, if, you know i I know you, you get asked i'm sure by Friends, family members, neighbors, per uh, guy at Wawa, whatever. Like, how do you feel about this Eagles team here going forward into 2022 and the long term, sort of the next, let's say, three years or so? Like, do you come off that season going, you know, we we feel good about it, you can do X, Y, and Z, and do this, or do you feel differently? I realize it's a very vague, open-ended question that I'm not asking. Probably, yeah, I don't know what your
3: angle is here, other than just. Uh,
4: but then, Zach, you nodded, yeah. so I'm going to assume you had some idea
1: what I was talking no, about. I, I, I literally, uh, I, I at I a coffee shop today, someone what? said, I got to ask you, uh, and they asked that same question, right? And it actually, it deviated into the conversation that we just had, where I'm like, I, I say, tell me what's going to happen at quarterback, you know? I'm sorry, i a phone call here. Uh, tell me what's going to happen at quarterback. Because if it's, I wish it was right. Um, If it's, uh, if it's not, you know, and it's, look, I, I, I pause here because Jalen Hurts has become such a polarizing topic. I feel like that you either like think Jalen Hurts is, is the answer or Jalen Hurts is horrible. And, and, uh, and to me, there's, I, I thought Bo put it well. Jalen Hurts can can get you to where they went this year. And Jalen Hurts is a fine starting quarterback for your team. And I I think you can be a 10-win team and you can get to the playoffs and if things break right, you can win a game or two in the playoffs. I would bet against Jalen Hurts becoming one of those guys who wins those games on that 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 Bills Chiefs game. So, I say this is a pivotal offseason for them in that They have a chance to add talent, but long term, what they decide to do at quarterback is ultimately going to dictate what happens with this franchise.
4: Bo, anything to add there? Um, You don't really know. You still probably don't know what I asked. All right, here, let me prompt you. Eagles have played 65 games, regular season games, since the Super Bowl. Where do you think they rank in terms of point differential and winning percentage?
2: Uh, winning percentage, they must be right around 500, unless last year brought them just below. So I would guess they are 14th in winning percentage. Um, and point differential, I'll say 16th.
4: Okay, they are 18th in point differential with a plus 25, over 65 games. And they are 31 and 33 over the last four years, which ranks 19th in the NFL. And so one of my takes, and this was actually before the last round of the playoffs. This was when I was just thinking about where they are. And I know that they're going to be pushing the playoffs four times in five seasons. They're going to, you know, I I would imagine you're going to hear that. From uh the people who represent the Eagles quite a bit.
1: And and uh, the one year they didn't make it was a pandemic year. You'll you'll hear that as well. Yes.
4: <laughs> I would argue that this team is stuck in a period of mediocrity, the likes of which we really haven't seen in over like twenty, twenty-five years. And so let me let me give you the the evidence here. To this okay. So we I gave you that. I mean, that's simple winning percentage, point differential. They're middle of the pack over a four-year span. Now you can pick what is it arbitrary endpoints, Bo? Is right that, if uh, you go to five right, years, to right? The, yeah, yeah. Yes, so I understand that. But this is like the post-Super Bowl era, okay? So this is what you have four years. They've benefited from a horrendous division. Now they're not the only uh-huh. team that's benefited from a horrendous division, but when you look at the Giants and the Washington football team and you get to play them. Twice a year. What do you What do you think the Eagles' record is? I don't know if is, is this right. I have forty nine games, but then I don't have. Uh, it doesn't add up to forty nine. But what do you? Let, let's say forty eight games, even though I think that's wrong. Uh, not playing. If you t- if you say the Giants oh, and the Washington non. don't exist.
2: Okay. Giants
4: mm-hmm. and Nobody played the Giants in Washington, and so the Eagles have played forty eight other games. What do you think their record is?
2: Uh, judging by what you said before, uh, <laughs> 20 and 28. Zach? Okay. I'll go 21 and 27. 19 and 29.
4: <laughs> Nine, 19 and 29 mm, Wow. against mm. all non-giants. And again, you play who's on the schedule, you play the bad teams. Yeah. Uh, they have a minus 83 point differential in all those games. And so they are, and maybe they'll get to continue to beat up on those teams. I don't know, but here's one that really struck me. They've gone four straight seasons without a top 10 DVOA finish. When do you think the last time is that that happened? Oh, I know Boda I know Zach doesn't like DVOA. He likes total No, I do else.
1: like DVOA. '95 <laughs> <just kidding>. <laughs> to
2: '98.
4: Because yeah. DVOA is right, accounting for yeah. schedule strength, how much are you beating teams by? It's trying to account for some of that luck. Yeah. It's imperfect, but a four-year stretch without a top 10 dvoa finish what
2: 95 did you say about 98 zach right before Andy. oh no 90, yeah. 90 96 to 99 okay would be my guess yeah i would say that 96 to 99
1: 1984 to wow.
4: 1987 is the, is the last time they went four straight years without being considered a
2: top 10 team you're doing just offense defense not special teams no are you? this is
4: overall dvoa
2: Oh, oh, the team. We were saying, yeah. I thought you. Okay, okay.
4: What did you think I was saying? I thought you
2: were saying a unit, like a, a, a an offensive unit or a defensive no, no, no. unit. Overall, you team. click okay. on
4: DVOA. It Got combines it. everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top ten team. I mean, that's a lot. Four that's a great point. years. It's so a great point. You have that last time they were without a top eight, ninety-seven now, to two thousand.
2: To me, and, yeah. Go ahead. Go
4: ahead Well, I would ask you this, so here's how I would frame it. What is more likely in your opinion next year that they make the divisional round, and I, I feel like I'm really being a rain on the parade type <laughs> this is a rain on the parade type take here, but I think this is I think this is valid. What's more likely next year they make the divisional round or they miss the playoffs
2: Oh, I think it's definitely more likely they miss the playoffs.
1: Yeah, statistically, they too. I mean yeah. miss the playoffs, but yeah, but, but I think, well, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say this is why I asked Howie Roseman the question that I asked him last week, because I think it's pivotal to see if the organization is self-aware. And I understand they've said in the past, right, and they haven't necessarily followed through that they that that they're transitioning or, or 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 rebuilding. But I I think it's 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 pivotal that they are aware of where they stand as a roster for the reason that you mentioned that if they operate like they did. And I, in, in particular coming off the 2018 season where, um, I thought they were misled by what happened late that year. Yes. Um, because like Howie Roseman and, and, and he said, they planned to rebuild after or, or, or transition after the 2019 season. And then they thought there was an opportunity because of the pandemic, which sounds kind of odd in, in, in hindsight, cause they were the worst team yeah. they've <laughs> been during that. But, um, but how that disrupted their, their, their team building process. Uh, and I think uh, it's, it's pivotal that they understand who they are and where they are as a franchise.
2: My, my, my defense of the Eagles here is that I think that those statistics tell the story more about what, what Zach is saying that this was a franchise that was trying to ride what, what they thought was a crest when really they were declining that whole time and they kept putting their you know they kept throwing water into a sinking boat and the hope is that this is now them starting to be on the come up and i think the roster itself uh they hope tells that story i mean the reason that they were declining all that time is because they kept bringing back the same old guys and the drafts that were supposed to backfill the roster were bad mm-hmm. uh you know as as i've as i've said several times there was no homegrown starter on the team this year who was between the ages of 26 and 29? Who was there on a second contract? It was like a lost generation of bad drafting, and they, the hope is that now, with what they, you know, they they have identified as these the, those four core players, who so they all extended, what looks like a very good draft, and um, and all this draft equity this offseason and money coming off the books, so they can make some free agent additions. I think. We have talked about this is a huge offseason for them, and I think they need to continue that, uh, that, that Uncle Mo, I guess, uh, from a roster building standpoint. But yeah, I mean, there, there is no doubt that, uh, we like the, the Super Bowl is still recent memory to us. You know, shout out to, uh, shout out to, uh, D Fop Sheamus getting engaged, uh, you know, yeah, great story to his girlfriend who he proposed to at the, uh, who is fiance now at the Super Bowl parade, like that. That's the lifetime of of the Super Bowl for us. But for a long time, they have been a a very mediocre team.
4: People are asking, "What's the point of this?" in the uh, in the comments. Question, and, yeah.
2: uh, I mean, well, I just I just think that you get COVID, if you, you start thinking about death, you start thinking about the Eagles, how bad they are. You guys get start getting pessimistic. You know, if you look at yourself uh, honestly
4: and you say, "We're a franchise that's sort of stuck in this middle class of the NFL." With that a clear path to get out of that? Wh- how are we going to approach it? And how big is the 2022 season? Because if you next year, if you play next year and you don't make the playoffs, all the good vibes from—I mean, it's—they're going to be some clenched butt cheeks in that building very quickly next season. Uh, you know, after that, where now all of a sudden people will start pointing more of this out. They'll say 18, 19, 20, uh, 21. 22 we have one playoff win in a 5 year span all these numbers that i just trotted out there we're in the middle of the pack below we might not have a quarterback right now uh what are we doing here maybe the finger i don't know the finger pointing start well who's whose fault is it uh, how are we going to get out of it so i do think that honest assessment is really uh is really important and the 2022 season is also very important because success is not linear just cuz you go you had nine wins and you have this sure. sort of a feel good plucky season. That doesn't mean that next season you're going to win 10 games. Now we'll see what they do in the off season. Maybe we'll be having this discussion in May and June and we'll laugh about this uh, conversation and we'll say, Oh my gosh, look at what they do with the roster, their favorites in the NFC East. That's possible. But uh, at this point in time, that was just something that uh, struck me. So anyway, I don't and, know what the point is.
1: And and that's why it's so important that, a Jalen Hurts conversation is framed, not has he done enough to be your starting quarterback, because I think we all can agree he's, he's done enough to be your starting quarterback. It's can you win big with him as the starting quarterback. and Relative if, to
2: your other options.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. And, and, and so that's why the best option might be kicking the can down the road a year, and you're a year away from acquiring that quarterback, right? But everything needs to be how do you win big? It 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 can't be how do you stay competitive, how do you get to the playoffs? And Howie Roseman has has said like, you know, you, you know, you have to host playoff games, you have to get the bye. And that 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 can be like a, a laughable comment sometimes. But the point is you need to be one of these teams who's a heavyweight. You can't be one of these teams who is just getting there.
2: Well, the other irony here is that now to, to Howie Roseman's credit. I think that is the way that is the way that he thinks is, yes. is his, his only goal is to win big. And yes. the irony is of course, heading into 2017, that was not his expectation. No. You know, that caught him by surprise, just like it caught everybody by surprise. And then he thought the following years they had a chance to win big and it didn't, and you know, yes. they, they were not good enough. So uh, sometimes this stuff uh, happens ahead of schedule. And I, and I was also thinking about the the timing of it from a Mahomes Allen standpoint that, the Eagles happen to be able to to sneak in that Super Bowl in seventeen the year before Patrick Mahomes becomes a starter and it becomes much more difficult across the league. But
4: well, this is this this is actually an interesting point because to to like the Russell Wilson thing, can't you imagine a scenario where they make a trade like that and they say, you know, this is off the record, but look at the uh, look at the quarterbacks in each conference. You know, maybe Rodgers is out of the NFC. After this mm. year, maybe Brady retires. Yeah. Then you have an AFC that has Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Lamar.
2: You're Marissa's is excited NFC? about this. She likes. She likes this angle. She likes. This Who's take. in the NFC? Yeah. Yeah.
4: You that's know? crazy you know? to think about. You're right. The, there is. I mean, there, there is not that guy. Daniel Green's Jones. Well, we felt like <laughs> if we got Russ now, you know, you still. We have this three-year window. Once you get in, anything can happen. We saw that in 2017. So there are all these little things that I think. Well, they're I agree with that, you. though
1: that like i think if if you have one of those quarterbacks you have a chance so if you think the question is if he is one right exactly so and and that's one we're saving for a a february pod but as a as a quick aside like um you know the 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 broncos jobs open and and the raiders jobs open if you're a prospective coach you're like do i want to sign up to be in a division with patrick Mahomes and justin herbert now if if you're the broncos and you think you're getting aaron Rodgers, that's a different conversation but if you if if you're taking the Raiders job, let's say, and you're like, do I want to be in a in a division with those you know with those two right. and potentially th- uh, three quarterbacks? So it's just something to think about.
2: All right,
4: let's do another break.
2: All right, let's uh, let's do another break. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager.
2: All right, back on birds with friends. Uh, make sure that you are thumbs upping that YouTube if you got some. If you're uh, if you're watching live or later on the YouTube channel, make sure you're downloading, subscribing, deleting all that good stuff. Uh, redownloading the athletic.com slash birds with friends. Get you 33% off little programming note. Zach and I will be down in Mobile, Alabama, baby next week for the senior bowl. Looking forward to that. So we'll have, uh, we'll have some pods from there. Excited to get the draft conversation started with the Eagles. Three first round picks. she uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm interested to like get inside your head from a list construction standpoint. So I'm going to go with number one, please. What was number one on your list? You're muted.
4: All right. So the season's been over for what, like a week? And now you're going to Mobile, Alabama. You guys are like the coaches who retire to spend time with their families, then realize they don't really like spending time with their families. And then they take like a TV job. The next and year. I have to ask the question on
3: behalf of all of the chat. Will you be in the same hotel?
2: We haven't decided yet. yeah, we haven't decided yeah. yet. Oh.
1: Unbelievable, sure. these two. Oh, oh, yeah, that was a great hotel. No, I mean, we would like
2: to that. be, but but yeah, we're we gonna be, be spending a lot of time
1: together yet. as it is. We're gonna be practice together. We'll be,
2: we'll be I, actually think, I actually think, I actually think this time more than other times, it will make more more sense for us to be in the same hotel.
3: Yeah, Shiel, we didn't hear your thoughts on their hotel talk.
4: Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought, uh, I don't, I don't really understand it. You know, I don't want to get in the middle of it. I mean, my, when I had a beat partner, I mean, my thought was always, this is like a you know, it's like a, it wasn't, it wasn't a, like it a wasn't partner trip. You're staying pandemic. at the same place, you'll get Ubers together, you'll both rent the same car, you're eating together, you're showing up to the game together, you're leaving, you're a team. I like that, that too. Lottery is very important. I know the athletics gotten bigger. And, you know, they, we lost the local, the athletic Philly. Maybe that what? has something uh, to do. I mean, if I were to tell Tim McManus about this, I mean, he wouldn't even understand what I'm saying. That, that
1: All right. So I think well, you it, must be
2: nice. it must be nice to have never <laughs> been a beat writer during a pandemic. That's all I can say. Not
1: just that. I, I mean, I've, I've been a beat writer for I've I've had 10 years of, of, of beat writer partners. There's nowhere in the manual that you have to stay in the same hotel. Now you can you. <laughs> Uh, you what can do get, you say, eat,
4: Zach? There's a reason the great ones are great. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be, so, be a You want no. Great so I duo. think I think
1: you you include each other in your in your dinner plans and in but but you're not you, you know aware. You put your head down at at night. Everyone has different preferences, be it location, be it the type of you know, be it the hotel, be it the the desk. Um, I so, forgot to know, say I had
2: a celebrity uh, sighting at uh, when I went when I went. Uh, to, to have my dinner outside uh in Tampa. Christian Christian Cage formerly Edge and Christian from uh famous wrestler Christian.
1: Yeah, so but, okay. but my point is it is that <laughs> everyone has has uh has has different priorities in every city. So I think that the the uh the the dinner plans are more important than the hotel stay. Like if you are not including each other in in dinner plans that's different but the hotel doesn't matter so much yeah it mm-hmm. sounded like you made
4: the uh, you were trying to extend the olive branch uh to Bo and uh <laughs> Bo did not take it. What was are you my talking original. about? I, I mean, offered this, him where I was it, staying first. You know, Bo's Beau, yes. Bo's take that it's like takes seven hours to change. <laughs> it literally you actually do it on your phone. I mean the app could it literally would take you five minutes no way. uh like while you're going to the bathroom or something. No. You could go into the bathroom, go to the bathroom, and when you come out, you could have a new hotel. No.
2: it really doesn't take Not that week. Now when Jane was time home time. from school, that was so a tough week. week. Okay. All right. I'm One.
3: sorry. I just had to. No, had to I was, ask. I'm glad you brought
4: that. Yeah. About Source
3: that. subject uh, still.
4: <laughs> One kind of builds on, you know, we've already had this discussion so we can make this uh, short, but I wanted to ask uh, how did you guys cut? Co- was there a parade that you guys covered after that game? I, th- the I thought, I thought the way the defense played, I thought there must've <laughs> been the city recognized them some way. Yeah. I mean, holding the Bucks to only 31 points there, uh, wow, unbelievable. What a performance. It's just lowered the standard. I mean, the standard, the outward audience grew up on these teams of Reggie and Jerome and Seth and Clyde, and then Doc. I'd like to Todd. know. Well, and now we're throwing, a, you know, well, they played pretty well when they're getting, they're giving up 17 points on the first four drives. I mean, the Bucks could have scored as many points as they needed to score uh, in that game.
1: They hey, any fun. way to blame Jonathan Gannon in, in, instead of looking, <laughs> of looking at an offense that... that, that the, the offense it, it, sucked. It's, oh, it's we'll so... get to the offense. That's Yeah, Anyway, that I that, that uh, you know... That make make Gannon the problem instead of an <laughs> offense that did not have a point in going into the uh, Yeah, I they, think they I'd like to know what, the red
2: zone until the fourth quarter. I think you're right that the the like the Bucks would have scored however many they needed to score. Like the defense was not gonna win them that game. But I'd like like I'd like to know where they ranked points per possession wise relative to other games this year because a lot of those like there were a lot of possessions because the offense kept giving the ball back.
4: The performance ranked in the 45th percentile of all defensive performances uh, this year in terms of EPA per drive, concluding a season. Yeah, that's fine. In which the Eagles faced one, two, three, four, five, had uh, what, seven or eight opportunities to produce just one above average performance against a uh, playoff team and were
1: unable to do it.
4: Well, just look okay. on the bright side. If they
1: only allowed one touchdown in the first three quarters, they would have only been trailing by seven going into the fourth quarter. So, <laughs> right. I think it's a good sign for next year
4: that if they can just play teams whose right tackle can only walk on one leg, uh, I think this defense can improve quite a bit next season. All right, yeah. you guys are mad at me for that one. No, That's no, cool. no. I no, think I that, like... you know, if 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 if, if, it's such a, if it's... only
1: they can keep opposing teams to. To yeah. zero points, they could potentially <laughs> be in, in games, right? Like, yeah, if, if they have shutouts, they can potentially be 00 and 18 going into or 00 and 17, right? So, all right, all right,
4: we got four more left. I'm sorry, Johnny Gans, It was fine.
2: <laughs> it was fine. I mean, yeah, yeah it, was it, was not, it was not a winning performance, but yeah. like the yeah. offense was the problem. Let's all right,
4: who's up? I've That's lost. The, track. I am yeah, 10. 10. All right, well this goes right. I'm just gonna give my takes uh, the film from the Bucks game really quick. Yeah, let's hear. everyone's gonna waiting. let me know. Uh, I, I mean the offensive performance there were well, there are a lot of things that should annoy you about it, but the uh, the self-inflicted mistakes they made. I mean the first two drives, yes they don't have everyone running the plays running the place correctly, you know, you guys mentioned the Goddard thing and then they have a a play where the offensive line unless I'm mistaken about this, I don't think I am. the offensive line is blocking. A zone run to the left, and Hurts puts Sanders on his left and runs, the, runs to the right. There's, li- there's nobody blocking to the right, and it's a tackle for loss. I mean, it's just like, how is this happening in a playoff game that you're this ill-prepared? Was everybody tight? Was, I, I don't know what it was. Were they trying to do different things? But uh, that was pretty, very disappointing uh, in that game that it wasn't even sure the Bucs were doing stuff to them, but they were just screwing stuff up uh, on their own. Uh, I thought there was, Todd that, Bol- there was
2: that thing in the on the sideline where Devontae Smith was was looked like he was yelling at Rager, and he explained right. uh, afterwards that it's because they were they were lined up incorrectly pre snap. He he actually said Rager was, it wasn't Rager's fault, but still. Jeez, to your
4: yeah, point. So, and there was the NFL films thing. I forget what coach yeah. said it. Do you know what coach that was, Zach? Who said like I uh, don't
1: know what what coach I I know Richard Sherman was in the conversation. Oh no, sorry, like, I'm it.
4: talking about uh, it was the same thing, yeah. but it was an Eagles coach on the sideline right. saying like, we've had two communication errors already oh, okay. or something like that. So like the coaches are telling the players, yeah. uh, I didn't know what
1: coach it was. I think it might've been the running backs coach. But I got to go back so. and, and, and check that out. I, I, yeah, did, see the, Singleton. Yeah, I did see the uh, Bucks clip where, where they were uh, critical of, Joe, of Jalen Hurts. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah. They said, he, you know, he's not going to read. He's just going to bail. Uh, Bowles really had hurts. Just his head was spinning. I mean, against the blitz first three quarters, Five for thirteen for twenty-four yards and two interceptions.
2: And as we yeah. talked about in the uh, before before the game, he had been good against the blitz yeah. for most of the season. Yeah, I, I think, mean, Hertz had is he 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 was lost out there. It was he it, was lost. It,
4: yes, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Now, and I think his arm strength is like a real concern. You know, uh, on some of these throws, you know, Aikman was hammering the point about why aren't they just running? Uh, you know. Comeback routes when they're playing off coverage. And he's right about that. I mean, coaching malpractice for Devonte Smith to not have a touch until 155 left in the yeah, first half. I, I don't know how that happens in a playoff game. I mean, that is for all the goodwill that Sirianni had built up. Like, that's a disaster um, in a playoff game. So I think Aikman was right about that. But you saw Hertz throw one of those comeback routes to Rager. I think it was on the fourth down. And it like. Yeah, but it was to Rager. That's fine. But the art, like on those throws, I mean, the cornerback can be playing off and jump it because it's not going to get there early and it's not going to get there with a ton of velocity. And so like, those are things, uh, I don't know. I I don't think that's going to be a topic he's going to want to talk about when he comes back, but like, it's a legit issue. Uh, his arm strength
2: to me. See this, the arm strength to me is not the issue. I think the arm strength is fine. I think it's the pro the problem is you can't, have both like mediocre arm strength and, and, be, late. and be late. Like yes, the ball, it comes out late.
4: Okay. On the interception before the half, I mean, that Devontae Smith uh, route on the all 22 was beautiful, man. Stutter go, the cornerback, he has the quarterback on the ground. Like that's one of those, if the ball gets there, that's getting like circulated on Twitter and, uh, you know, Coach Flynn and the, what is it? Wide receiver school. Everyone's highlighting that, uh,
2: but you know, Hurts Coach had, Flynn, to be fair, also did like Gabe Davis. I don't want to take, I don't want to yes, be the only one. He did.
4: Hertz uh, had some pressure there. And then by the time he like resets and again, late arm strength, it turns into uh, it turns into an interception there. Uh, so I think those were my main, I thought quiz Watkins and Zach, you mentioned this, I think in the post game. Now, I don't know if I'm as high on him, like big picture as you guys are. You know, I'm not like penciling him in as the. I I think you try to upgrade the wide receiver two position. uh, Absolutely. Next year. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody's saying he should be
2: the number two. I think he should be the number three. They need a number two. Okay. Uh, He did
4: have opportunities in this game, though. I mean, there were, you know, two, three chances for him to uh, get a big play if everybody else was uh, doing their job there. And then Derek Barnett ends his. Season with three roughing the passer penalties and two sacks. <laughs> it's not great. Where's it going to be on your on your uh, free agent list? I don't know. I mean, going into the season, he definitely would have been. Uh, I don't know. I have to work on that. That's, that's in the next like ten days or so. So I'll look, it's a very tricky one though. I feel. Is he? Gonna, is he going to sign like a one year deal? Yeah. I don't know. I'm coming like up he a terrible year. I know. But he's so young. This year's terrible.
1: Yeah. So he's I. Good. I'm going to give Howie Roseman a, a little bit of advice if he's, if he's listening to the hour 16 mark of this, of this <laughs> podcast. Okay. If you have a guy on a fifth year option and you're not sure whether you want to extend him long-term, don't bring him back for the fifth year. Okay. Mm. Like if, if you right. haven't, it's
2: actually terrible advice, but, go- <laughs> but it hasn't worked out for them. You're right. If,
1: if you're not sure of the guy after, after four years, you're not going to learn more about him in the fifth year. It might be like I, at that point, either keep him, either keep him or upgrade that that, that spot. But um, Nelson Aguilar and and Derek Barnett, they were unsure. Do you bring him back? Do you not bring him back? Do you extend him? Do you not extend him? Uh, and both those fifth years were disasters. So I say that kind of tongue in cheek because there is recency bias there. But I also think it's you don't it's literally
2: like, mean they should have cut him. No, I think they
1: should have tried to like they should try to trade him oh, they should or, try to
2: trade him okay yeah, maybe they
1: or, did or extend yeah or extend him or i i just think yeah, that i mean they were
2: both still serviceable players you needed guys on the roster like they should have yeah, just get rid of or, him
1: or or i i mean what you pay on that fifth year option is is pretty expensive so it's not if, that if there's bad. A,
2: i don't know i, I mean, feel you like i feel like you're paying for the
4: flexibility you're paying yeah. for a little you know get him for yeah. one
2: year and then see what happens but
1: so, anyways,
4: right. I, I see. That yeah, I mean, you, your your
2: point that it has not worked out for them the yeah. last two times is definitely true.
4: Okay, let's. We got three more. We got six, eight, and nine left. Uh, give me nine. Nine. Uh, I disagree with you, Bo, about the point that you've made in the past. This is about drafting a quarterback. Okay. Where you sit, where you say, well, if you like someone, you got to go up and trade for them. You don't just sit back and take them. I disagree with that because there's, it's kind of what we just talked about. I mean, you could say, man, Malik Willis, there's like a 8% chance that he reaches like elite status. I don't want to No, that my percentages are probably way off. Dana's can tell me if that would be, but, we're writing, uh, but you I get the point. You're... You have uncertainty about all these guys. So just because you're not willing to trade up and go get somebody, if they, if they fall to you. And you say, well, at this spot, you know, the risk is lower taking him at 15 than if you trade an additional whatever to go up and get him at eight. So I don't think it's crazy to look, do your evaluations and then say, you know, we we don't love him so much where we think he's Patrick Mahomes, like a 90 percent chance he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Then, yes, I agree with you. Do whatever you can and go ahead and trade. But that's usually not going to be the case. You're going to have. Some good feelings, some bad feelings. You're going to say, oh, if he can develop him here, if he can not do this, if he can stay healthy, and all those things factor into it. So I could, because think about, I mean, it goes for anybody like, you know, all right, so the Eagles didn't take Justin Fields in the first round. Well, does that mean in the sixth round, if he was still available, they should sure. have taken him? Yeah. No, I, I, no, but I would say take... yes, because the rest <laughs> of the league is giving you six. No, but also,
2: but there there is a difference with a first round quarterback where it's not just you're taking a guy who slides. Like if you take Justin Fields in the 6th round, there's no pressure that he's your quarterback of the yeah. future. Um I think what you're right about is that I mean, you're setting your board. And so let's say you 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 think you like Malik Willis, but you love you know, I don't know, DeMarvin Leal or whoever. Like he he is a, to you is a, a stone cold stud. He's going to change our defensive line. He's the guy we need. And if he's there, Maybe you don't trade up for Willis because this guy's still ahead of him on your board. But I just think I think the dynamics of a first round quarterback, especially when you have a young quarterback there already who like could be the guy, you know that if you're pulling the trigger, you got like you really believe in this player. I just think you don't you don't risk letting him. If you like him enough to take him, you don't risk not being able to take him.
1: Yeah, I I I think it's
2: not. I I think you're right that there's more nuance to it. I'm with Bo on this
1: one here because I think if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, you need to make sure you're not drafting a quarterback, you're drafting the quarterback, right? You're not just taking it because you're swinging at the position, you're taking it because you have conviction on the player. Now, if you're talking late in the first round and you just want to get that fifth-year option or in the second round like they did with Jalen Hurts, that's different. Or any year, frankly, when you have three first-round picks and you can potentially operate differently – but uh, let's say or last if it's year, like
2: you've got Aaron Rodgers and now they traded up yeah. for love but like if it's like you you need a you're yeah. hoping to have a, a long term answer somehow yeah. but like it's not necessarily dire go ahead
1: but still but in in that case they really like the player if right. if the eagles didn't take um Justin Fields or Mac Jones last year because they weren't sure on the player then that's okay or if if they thought that uh you know we're not ready to hitch our, our our wagon to it, right? Um, but I I think you I feel very strongly about this. Like you can't just walk into a bar and say, I'm gonna meet my wife tonight, right? Like you I feel like are, that's the kind of thing you would do. No, you yourself? you you have to love the woman. You can't just be looking for like the role, right? And and so you can't just say, I want a quarterback this year, weird. so I'm gonna find a <laughs> I, you, you can't just say, I want She'll a quarterback. Industry. You have to say, I want that quarterback right there. Like, I believe in him. I no, would say, con- other, I would say conviction dynamics. is
4: overrated. Didn't you just tell me when did Patrick Mahomes get taken? I mean, why should you he be so Danny. certain that or, you know well, who's – Yeah, and they traded I mean, up
2: for him. They, do, they moved yeah,
4: evaluations. Him. yeah, they did. But, you know, like there were a lot of teams who got, who got that wrong. You know, they stuck to their convictions and took – Well,
1: not five, five years Mitchell later. Trubisky. Five years later – Every right fired right. coach and GM wanted Patrick Mahomes. But no, there are right, other, other dynamics in play I mean, where you're like you
2: gonna... you you're doing your research on who the other teams ahead of you are, are gonna take. Like do they yeah. do they need a quarterback? You're aware if other teams are calling around. Like that stuff is, is in play as well. But
0: yeah. All right.
1: And and, uh, and and that by the way is the laughable thing about the Eagles interest in russell wilson which was in 2012 that is which is absolutely legitimate i've talked to enough people and i've heard enough anecdotes that they absolutely loved him and they thought they were getting him in the third round but if you absolutely loved him then you would have taken him instead of finney curry in the second round right so it goes back to that yeah
4: all right Uh, i also disagreed bo this is the second part to that (laughs) when you said you need full buy-in from sirianni on drafting a quarterback I mean, I yeah, you're gonna, right. I, I think I, they're going to tell Sirianni I, if he has full buy-in. Or well,
2: no. that's fair. Um, I think that I think that the way that Howie has talked about stuff like this, uh, in I think I think potentially overvaluing the input of the coaching staff, tells you that 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 is the case. But you're right; there, it, the decision is not made by Sirianni. That's I think you're right okay. to, to correct me.
4: All right, six and eight are quick, uh, quick hitters that we will end this in five
1: minutes. Let's go six.
4: Uh, six. I'll just read what I have written down verbatim. Young ZB and Terry Hatcher
1: <laughs> was I a mean,
4: big fan. Yeah. Definitely a thing, right? I mean, it was so obvious. Oh, the Superman, like yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh young puberty Zach. I mean it was oozing through my uh,
1: overcast app there at yeah. the Lois and Clark.
4: Look,
2: I I and interesting I mean, because I, a little bit a little bit older than a Danielle Fischel at the time. So I don't want to give
1: you... you I I mean I, I, I don't want to give you a, a drop here, but you know the line Uh-oh. from Seinfeld comes to mind, right?
2: Mm. Wow. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> that, was,
1: that was that was Terry Hatcher, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. All right, so...
4: All right. Wow. Let's
1: let's, let's move on. All right.
2: I'm topic, a little lost. Topic eight. Oggly Zach.
4: <laughs> Zach.
2: Uh, Zach was like, how old was Zach at this time? Space. Zach
4: was a very like 49 year old. It seems.
1: All right. Let's wrap this podcast. <laughs>
4: All, right. All right. Eight. I wanted to know uh, when did birds with friends turn into an 80s sitcom. I mean, Bo said, Marissa, I hope you caught this. I mean, pride to be, you know, they're not, I didn't think they were setting a great example for Marissa and Michael, Bo, you said, and I quote, have you finished your off season to do list that you were given from the wife? (laughs) And then ZB goes,
2: the honey do
4: list. What the hell is this? Al Bundy or something? You know
2: what I felt bad about? I Uh... mean,
4: what was going on there?
2: i don't know i I wasn't prepared for that start it wasn't like uh i wasn't meant that as like a uh the wife it was more and maybe that's how i said it i meant it more like we've all got like long lists of things i've been we've been meaning to do that once the offseason starts you can get to like we hung up hung up pictures uh this weekend that we've we've had for like three months trying to trying to get them up so okay
4: that's all
2: that's fair i did feel bad about uh my uh uh I think after the Bucks lost, I said, whatever my acronym was, like the Wives of Beats. I mean, I got to go significant others there. That's oh, all.
4: Yeah, I was. I don't know that I was listening at that point.
2: That was like the first <laughs> the two start. minutes of that, the. Yeah, you were listening. You might have, passed, you might just, might have fast, fast
4: forwarded that, that forward 30. All right. That's all I got. Good job.
2: All right. Marissa, now we can get to your list.
3: <laughs> um, I've been giving Michael lots of lists. So. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm, I'm totally on that already. We're not married yet, but he gets lots of lists. Do
2: you guys want to guess more Pro Bowl stuff? No, I don't. <laughs> you can do that.
4: Save that for a Senior Bowl segment.
2: Zach, I feel like you could do it.
1: All right. Uh, I'm not
2: real out. quick, real quick. Okay. This is the last 10 years. I'm going to go position by position. Just tell me if you think you can guess who has been to the most Pro Bowls yeah. at each position. Quarterback. Okay. Tom Brady. Tied with Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Running back. That's eight. They've each got eight.
1: Last decade. Uh, Is it, does Adrian Peterson still get in here? Or is that the answer? Okay. Um,
4: Marissa, is there a way to just end this and <laughs> let them do this on their own? I mean, you've got oh, stuff my to mom. Do.
3: My mom texted me, "What channel Maryland oh. game?" and I didn't respond, and she wrote back three question marks. So uh, must be
1: on Birds of France. Yeah, <laughs> <Gotta> <laughs> like, go. can um, you right, everyone's got go. Quick, real quick, quick. Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, who is it? Shady, five. Okay. Wide receiver.
2: Uh, Keenan
1: Allen. No, no, no. Uh, Tyreek. Okay. Ke- oh, yeah. Let's go, Keenan
2: Allen. No. No. Julio Jones, seven. Yeah, okay, obviously. Yeah, tight end. Uh, Travis Kelsey, seven. Trent or er, tight tackle, Trent Williams, yeah, nine. The <laughs> most of any player, uh, guard.
3: I know this one. <laughs> we were doing guards too. I know um, this one. I think go ahead, Zach
2: Martin, that's correct. Seven. Center, uh, Jason Kelsey. No, he Alex you Mack. Know, famously does not get that many prebbles. Yeah. Alex no. Mack, no. no. Um uh, now, was Alex Mack also a teenage crush.
1: Was Secret Alex World
2: Mack? of Alex Mack, the show? No. Which Marquee, channel was that on? All right, Marissa.
4: I'm signing off uh, and sending you my audio. I've got an article I need to finish. Edge. For uh Cleo Mack.
2: Guys. Von Miller, defensive tackle. Obviously Aaron uh, Donald. Linebacker. Yeah. Bobby Wagner. Cornerback. Right. John Ramsey. No, Patrick Peter. Actually okay.
3: left. Safety.
1: <laughs> Safety. Um, Errol Thomas.
2: Correct. Nice job. Okay. Okay. You know, I wrote it down on the paper. It wasn't going to last. I got it off. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back next week with some uh, live reports from Mobile, Alabama. Unless anything uh, crazy happens over the next few days, that, re- that uh, merits an emergency pod. We will uh, we'll be talking to you. We'll be seeing you. So, uh, thanks to S.H.I.E.L., Thanks to Elijah. Thanks to Marissa. Thanks to the uh, the makeup and hair person for giving us a little extra juice on the live YouTube audience. For Zach, I'm Bo. And as always,
3: we love.